Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of Geeks Me Radio. Tonight we'll be talking all things Batman, getting you prepped for the upcoming Batman movie that hits theaters in Friday. I guess we're already in March, what am I saying? So you'll be able to see that. We'll talk about Batman fun facts and history. We'll talk with Chris McQuillan at Toy Man Toy Show. Larry Quiggins is in studio from Bugs Comics. All that and more, stand by. We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. Star Trek and Star Wars will try to explain The Antwerp Mountains for Hogwarts houses on Ringworlds and Malls To be the greatest Pokemon master You must catch them all You must catch them all If you're driving around the greater St. Louis area tonight hearing us on the big 550 KTRS, or if you're the couple strolling by the window here in Westport Plaza, just left the drunken fish probably on your way to the parking lot full of sushi. Good for you. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Uh, for those of you watching us online, if you're on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, hello to all of you, and we appreciate your watching there. If you are watching online, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers before the end of 2022, and we'd love to see you uh, follow us on Twitch as well. We do Thank you all for following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Geeked Me Radio. Make sure you're following us there. A lot to cover in our Batman-centric episode. We go to the phone lines right now. He's a guest several times on the show. We always love talking about the Toy Man Toy Show. New one coming up March 13th. Mark your calendars for that. Chris McQuillan, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Thanks for the time tonight. I appreciate it. It's always fun to talk about Toy Man. I get that little, you know, kid on kid on Christmas morning feeling every time there's a Toy Man toy show just a couple weeks away. So I want to make sure we let everybody know about the show. So if they haven't been to one before, they come see it. It's March 13th uh, this month. Yes? Yes, definitely. March 13th, just a couple weeks. And you're at the Bridge to Machinist Hall. It's right there in Bridge to Missouri. Uh, it's at the intersection of the St. Charles Rock Road and 270. You can't miss it. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes, too, if you need to find it. And we'll put one up on uh, my Facebook page as well. Uh, we're talking about Batman this hour, Chris. I was going to ask you, you've been doing Toy Man Toy Show. You just are you past your 30-year anniversary with this show. What's the coolest Batman toy you've ever seen come across your floor? Um, I mean, of course, some of the 60s and 70s plastics that it's, it's unbelievable I've seen still met in the package or even the old Batman 66 uh, Halloween costume still in a package, which is unbelievable to see. The, it, you would think over the years that they would deteriorate with uh, with obviously air and water and everything else. But you never know. I mean, you have over 100 vendors, over 200 tables. And if you can't find it in toys, I'm, I collect Batman myself. If it's not, we have illustrators, artists, um, and crafters that can probably craft you something from the 66 Batman <laughs> old vintage or even the new stuff. 
and there's always something. We've got the new Batman movie coming out. Robert Pattinson playing the role. I know I've I've been to your show so many times. We've seen stuff from the Batman versus Superman. We've the huge Batmobiles. Uh, we've seen the Adam West 66 recreations now coming back. Some Toys R Us exclusives of the Batman figures in a Batcave playset. Uh, you said you collected too. What is what is your some of your favorite things in your collection, Batman wise? That would be so unfair because I have so much stuff in Batman, but some of the original 66, even an old uh, cardboard puzzle from 66, or even, I hate to say, I picked it up from Toy Man and some of the vendors on Toy Man, uh, even an old 66 Batman TV guide. Oh, wow. Even the old, yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. Because, I mean, Batman is everything, and of course, they have them in Funkos, but I like the vintage stuff. And I mean, the stuff, like I said, like the costumes that has made it through the years and made it through with, you know, all the kids and, and kids meaning, you know, eight to 82, you know, where big, <laughs> where big kids go to play. That's our, that's our slogan. And it is truly toy man is a, is, if there's something, if you can't find it at toy man, it doesn't exist. If you can't, if you're looking for it and you can't find it, talk to some of the vendors, conversate with these vendors. Obviously if they have three tables worth of stuff and it's loaded down this, I bet three times that sitting in their house. Uh, just talk to him. Ask him. I think. I think if if Spike heard that right now, he'll feel attacked because he's got more than three tables in his warehouse for sure. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely. But yeah, and and you've got Spike who comes every time, and he's been on the show before. He's kind of like mm-hmm. my de facto toy expert. I've never met anyone who knows more about toys than he does. But you've got that, that's the kind of quality of vendor you have. Larry's here in the studio, and Larry will be at your uh, your show in March too. But you've got comic vendors like Larry. You've got toy vendors like Spike. You've got people who bring Matchbox cars. So it's it's for people who are listening think it's all just about Batman. No, no, no. There's toys spanning the decades, comic books spanning the decades, and a lot of really unusual stuff. Oh, definitely. And I mean, and nothing gets Toy Man. And it's my own show. And it's my own event. And we've been doing it for 32 years, eight times a year. But, you know, Larry Quick has just opened up his shop a few months ago. Get to these vendors. If you don't come to Toy Man, hit their stores. Larry's going to talk about his shop. You got Mark Carrera. He has his shop. You have all these different people. Time Warp. You have all these. Uh, Andy Tolch's shop. You have all these shops that are open. A saga toys. I mean, you have uh, ones in one in, in O'Fallon. Uh, Tom Milster has. I mean, it's unbelievable. You got Toy Man to you know to get that every you know, eight times a year. But then you have St. Louis is a, an awesome market when it comes to toy and collectability because it's not just toy, uh, Batman and it's about Toy Man, which you know they're actually rivals. You know, there's a villain there somewhere. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it's for toy collectors. I think St. Louis is an awesome market because you got Toy Man, the shows. And then you have all the shops on both sides of the river. It's amazing how what toys have done for St. Louis. And getting your my basement, I have a thousand square foot of collectible stuff. And I walked out and I'm twelve again. <laughs> I always joke about I'm always twelve because that's what it was, was like when I was twelve. There's no more Toys R Us. There's no more toy chest. There's no more Kmart. And there's no more venture. That's Toy Man. That's these other shops. Visit them. Yeah, and like I said, if, if you're listening right now and you're one of those people who love supporting small businesses, which we always encourage here, this is Toy Man's a perfect sampling of the St. Louis small business toy and comic scene. Uh, that's a great place to go and interact with people. If And like Chris said, if they don't have it there, ask them. Say, hey, you know, you've got some similar stuff. Like I was looking, I just happened to see a guy have a set of Pac-Man color forms. I was like, you don't have the Pac-Man telephone, do you? He's like, I don't have it with me, but come next time and I'll have it for you. It's just one of those things where 
you it never hurts to ask and they'll find out if you might be able to get something that you've been looking for and chris you always make the great point you leave with it in your hands. You don't have to pay shipping, worry about it getting damaged in freight or anything else. And that's what I love about Toy Man especially. Oh, yes. And, and for instance, I mean, I can go on eBay and, and the Batman, there's, there's a uh, Hot Wheels collectible that, that was only came in the Hot Wheels convention. And it sells for $40, $50 on eBay. But I, I just dealt with a lightsaber that I bought December the 2nd. And it, did, it's, it just came in last week. And the package was damaged. Uh, you don't know if you're going to get it. And then nothing against the sellers on it. But it's UPS. It's the U.S. Postal Service. It's the seller. You get to come in. You get to see the item. You get to touch the item. You get to talk to that vendor. And you get to buy it and you walk out. It costs you $5 to walk in. And you have over 200-some-odd tables, over 100-plus vendors. If you, Like I said, if you can't find it, they'll have it somewhere. That $5 is savings on one item that you have shipped. Shipping's what, 6 $7 now? At least, at least. Yeah, five bucks is nothing to get on a show like that. Yeah. So that's uh, another great thing. And so just, again, for people listening, Toy Man Toy Show, it's at the Bridgeton Machinist Hall, St. Charles Rock Road in 270. Uh, tell people about your website, your Facebook page, where people can learn more about it, though, if they want to look into it. If you've never heard of Toy Man, you need to go. You can, you can Google, you can YouTube, Toy Man Show, St. Louis, Toy Man Show, Bridgeton, Toymanshow.com, Toymanshow on Instagram, Twitter, Toyman, STL. You can find us all over the web and not just my videos, but other collectors. Don't, don't believe my words. Believe these people that put on videos on YouTube and talk about coming to Toyman and what they saw and what they bought. It's unbelievable. Toyman finds every show. It's unbelievable people find a Toyman. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to have to do a live. I don't think I've ever done it. I know I've broadcast from your place a couple times when I was on Sunday afternoons. I've done live broadcasts from the show floor, but I'm going to have to do like a video walkthrough just to let people see. If, it's going to make a lot of people outside the St. Louis area very jealous that this, that this kind of show goes on. But uh, that might be something I have to do this Sunday as a walkthrough to kind of show everybody the show floor and the scene from the upper deck and everything. It's really something to behold. Oh yes, and you know, and the thing is, we've got vendors coming in from Tennessee. We have vendors coming in from Iowa. We have vendors coming from not just Missouri and Illinois. People are coming across the United States, and if they're not setting up, the place has always been Toy Man's a good place to buy. People go to Chicago Toy Show two times a year. You speak three times a year. They come to St. Louis and they make it a trip, and then they buy. And then if you go to the Toy Man on Sunday, come in a day early. Hit all these shops. Hit Larry's shop. Hit Mark's shop. Hit Andy Tolch's shop. Hit these shops because in, in antique malls, it's unbelievable. There's ones right down the street, St. Louis Antique Mall, yep. right down the street from the Machinist Hall. Check that out. You're going to find what you're looking for in St. Louis. If it isn't, you're not going to. It's not out there. That's right. And like I said, I, I always enjoy the fact that I get to walk with it right there, sightseeing in my hand, knowing the condition, no shipping required. Uh, always great to have you on, Chris. And before I let you go, we are talking all things Batman this hour. So I'm going to ask you, who is your favorite live action Batman actor? Adam West. I'm sorry. No, don't be, <laughs> no, that's, that's not a bad answer. I mean, that, that's, there's a reason he's held in such esteem by so many people. Oh, definitely. Chris, it's great talking to you. And again, hopefully uh, everyone listening will come and I will certainly be seeing you at Toy Man on Sunday, March 13th. See you then. Thanks so much. Be well. Hey, bye. There he goes. And uh, we are joined, like I said, in studio, we've got Larry Quiggins with us, owner of Bugs Comics, one of the shows that Chris was, or shows, one of the stores Chris was just talking about, and our official comic book sponsor here on the show. Um, I was just in there this afternoon, and I love coming in because there'll be, 
I think three different people came in with their kids. Yes. And you're like, what what are you looking for? I was just browsing. What character? You always ask that question. What character you like? And the little kid, Spider-Man. And you're like, well, we've got some Spider-Man comics. And it's great. that you. I feel like you're like a concierge service for comic books. I love the fact that you do that. That is something that I've found. I think I have my later lot in life is that I am now the guru for these kids. They're coming in and they're they're wanting to find out about these characters. They want to read. What I'm loving is they want to read older stuff about these characters. Um, every now and then you get thrown a curveball. Like today, one of those kids said to me, Deadpool. I'm like, oh, what kind of Deadpool comic am I going to find you that's <laughs> going to be appropriate for a nine-year-old to read? So every now and then you get some thrown. But there are still some that you can find. You know, like the same Deadpool, that Spider-Man Deadpool series yeah. that they had together. Yeah. That's actually something that you could give to a kid. But then there, obviously there's others that you can't. Right. Batman's a tough four. one <laughs> since we're talking about Batman yeah. because I hear Batman a lot. But some of the modern Batman stories just – it's not – and it's like I tell parents, it's not necessarily that they're inappropriate for them. Even though there's some mature content story matter that might be, it's – I think they might be a little bored with it. You know, there's so much subplotting going on and things like that. And I think a lot of people sometimes forget is that those of us who love this as much as we do, we really need a basic plot. Who's the bad guy? What's the bad guy's plan? Who's the good guy that's going to have to be to stop him? Right. That's really all we need to know. <laughs> and I remember when I started reading, it was in the late 80s, early 90s, when I really started getting into Detective Comics and Batman. And even when I went back to the back issues, there was like a subplot. Like, I remember that weird thing where Jason Todd was trying to be adopted by Nocturna. Yes. And it had this subplot that was running through Detective Comics. But it would be a, a couple pages. But you'd get back to, oh, by the way, Clayface is broken out of Arkham Asylum. And, right. You know, that's, that's the main thing. So I feel like... Now, if I was to pick up Batman 120 on the stands, I'd have to go back at least to an if issue 96 to figure out what's going on. Right. right. And that's kind of rough on new readers. It is. It is. And especially, yeah, once you say new readers, because new readers want to try to start in on the beginning of something or beginning of a story and such. That's why this latest Batman, the new team that's been on Batman, mm -hmm. started with 119, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, is really good, and it's a new story, and I was able to turn people on. It's like this brand-new story arc, brand-new creative team. It's kind of back to the basics. Yeah. And it does have that um, connection to old Batman stuff with the Batman Incorporated storyline right. and stuff like that. So anybody who hasn't been reading for years would pick it up and go, oh, I remember this concept when I was a kid. You know, the Batman's for all nations. That's what the Batman yeah, Incorporated Yeah, exactly. I've is, got uh, I'll run over here. Jim brought in his beautiful copy of this book. It's uh, the first appearance of Batman Inc., which I think that was Grant Morrison really kind of brought that to the yes, forefront yeah, of, about he, 10 years ago. He played, yeah, he was the one who took it and that old concept and yeah. ran with it, which is he was good for in the Batman comics. He leaned into the Batmite thing, that whole Batman. Yes. There's probably one of my top 10 Batman stories. You have to read Batman R.I.P. That's one of my, <laughs> yes. one of my top 10 stories. It was brilliant. One of the more... I think uh, the, uh, probably in the past 20 years, that and Court of Owls are probably my two favorites. Mm, yes, Court of Owls. Is a good, and apparently the Court of Owls is going to be creeping into something or another. Maybe it was, I heard it was this new movie series. Possibly so. They might, I mean, they, they set up a lot of stuff. And again, for anyone listening from Allied, I'm not going to mention anything about the Batman movie. Because uh, I know the embargo is at noon on tomorrow, so that's when my review will drop. I did see it. Uh, we'll talk about Everything adjacent to kind of lead up. And if you're not familiar with Batman, you'll get a bit of a primer on it. I was talking with Luis, the other engineer, 
who was here earlier, and he asked, he goes, do we have to see little Batman? I'm like, no, luckily this movie, you don't have to worry about seeing Bruce Wayne and his, you know, as his parents drop down in the Oh, in the we alley. don't get the origin story. Right, which is great with the Spider-Man movie. Exactly. With Tom Holland, you don't we need all to see know Uncle it. Ben die again. So I, I think that was handled really well with the Spider-Man trilogy they did yeah. with Tom Holland. Yeah. But I, I've got some Batman fun facts. Um, Batman made his first appearance in Detective Comics 27 from May of 1939 cover date. I think it was actually June, if I'm not mistaken, because they usually, they still do that. I think they've got it like a May cover yeah, date yeah, and comes yeah. out in June. That's because when it was published versus when it comes out. It's kind of caught up a little bit because back when I was younger, they were like three, four months behind. But now I think it's only like one or two. Yeah, but they'll, they'll still have that little bit of a disparity. Created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. A copy recently sold at auction for $1,075,000. It's not bad for a 10-cent investment if you bought it right up the rack. <laughs> <laughs> really? I know you've got an extensive collection. Obviously, you own a comic book store. What's, uh, what is your, do you know your oldest issue of Batman or Detective? My oldest issue of Batman, I'm sitting here and I realize I didn't go back. It's, an, it's a Joker issue because at the time, years ago, fortunately, before all the Joker issues really went crazy, I was able to get my hands on some Golden Age issues, mm. and the Joker ones were the one I doted on. And I, I can I can visualize the Dick Sprang cover in my head with the, the big old face on the cover of the big suit, you know, everything. But oh, I can't, okay, I know which one you're talking. I just can't remember that. the number now off the top of my head. Yeah, but that's my earliest. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, just so many great. Uh, the price has skyrocketed on comics. Oh, oh yes. In the past two years, it's blown up. I can't believe it. Yeah, and and even um, in the Batman comics, there's a lot of first appearances and things like that. Is really all of a sudden just taking storm, and it's one of those. I'll be buying books or going through books that a collection I bought, and I'll be leaking those. Oh, this is a, this is a cool regular issue of Batman. And I look, I was like, oh no, it's first appearance of who? Oh my gosh, it's right. this much more now. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's, even the first appearance of Bane, which was usually, I, I swear, five years ago, you could find him still in the $5 bin. Yes. It's like an $80 comic now. Unbelievable. I think the last Vengeance of Bane 1 I sold was $100. Wow. See? And so, I was kind of floored that it was $100. <laughs> yeah, so it's not anywhere near the 1.7 million, or 1, 1 million, 1.1 million, roughly, that uh, Detective sold for. Actors to portray Batman in live action, starting in 1943, Louis G. Wilson, Robert Lowry, Adam West, who is Chris's favorite, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and now Robert Pattinson. So I'll ask you the same question I asked Chris. Who is your favorite live action Batman movie? Actor. Well, I would have to. I would say Adam West because he's the iconic, and that obviously, and I'm older than Chris, so that's who I grew up with. You know, I can I can remember at five years old one of my earliest memories of having the fight with my older brother because I wanted to watch Batman, he wanted to watch something else. Uh, We're talking 1967, <laughs> you know. So, and I won because I was five. <laughs> and when you threw the punch, the little onomatopoeia pop out exactly, of the air. Exactly. Of course, years later, he admitted to me that he also liked to watch Batman, but he didn't like that. Oh, he didn't want to admit it. Uh, but um, so my favorite outside of Adam West would be Michael Keaton. Yeah, I've, I've said, uh, I don't know if you heard me if I was talking in off air, but I said anyone can put on the cowl and play Batman. Playing Bruce Wayne's the hard part. And for me, Michael Keaton nailed it. I did enjoy his Bruce Wayne, and I can agree with you on that. I, I think I like his Bruce Wayne better, and I like Adam West's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And I think, honestly, George Clooney... Again, taken as the Bruce Wayne, didn't do a bad of a job. No. He gets a rap for. No, no, no. I, he actually was a better Bruce Wayne than Batman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think he got the idea who Bruce Wayne was, and I would 
I think he was having trouble with that movie because he was thinking of the serious Batman, and obviously the director was thinking of the more campy Batman, and I think he just didn't have a meeting of the minds with that A little bit of a disconnect between Clooney and Schumacher, I think, on that one. Yeah. It's tough to try to say, I'm the serious Batman, and there's Arnold walking around throwing puns everywhere he's... <laughs> Yeah, that was, again, the casting was good. I liked Arnold Schwarzenegger and what they did. And that oh, was yeah. one of the other comics I brought. Let me see if I can find it here. Because people always picture the old, frail Mr. Freeze and a little yeah. suit and everything. And this issue, uh, Batman Underworld Unleashed, it was issue 525. Hell That's yeah. the inspiration for Mr. Freeze's. Because this came out, I want to say, a year before. Because uh, this was cover date of 95. So, yeah, a couple yeah. years before uh, yeah. Mr. Freeze. Arnold Schwarzenegger made his debut, and I think that's that's really the inspiration. I think for I, I, I agree. The Arnold I, I forgot book. that was just just before the move, just before the movie. There of all the actors, Kevin Conroy has played Batman the longest. It's thirty-one different iterations between the animated movies, the TV series, and the video games, and he did get to play live-action Bruce Wayne in that Crisis on Infinite yes, Earths crossover on the Batwoman episode, which was really fun to see. It was in it his was. exo suit as he walked around. That he was, almost kind of wanted them to do something more with that with them like batman beyond maybe or something yeah. you know i'm hoping we'll get a batman beyond live action movie that's still one of my hope that they'll do it of course if it's not kevin conroy i'd prefer it to be the old bruce wayne to be michael keaton yeah which i think we're getting a, <laughs> kind of a, a glimmer of that in uh flash the new flash movie the new flash movie but i'm i don't know like i said i'm not suspe- I, i'm suspecting he's not gonna be bruce wayne he's yeah. gonna be thomas wayne Oh, that could be. If you if you re- remember the story of Flashpoint, oh, yeah, it was yeah, Thomas yeah. Wayne was the Batman in yeah, Flashpoint because Bruce, Bruce and Martha Wayne. died in Flashpoint. No, Bruce died. That was oh, it. Was one okay. of the most intense stories I've ever read. I remember when I sat down and started reading that, and the fact that you know Bruce was killed instead of Martha and Thomas, and then Thomas became Batman, and Martha went crazy and became the Joker. Really intense story. Yeah. If they touch on that in this movie, I think it'll be really cool. Which I think they'll have to because they're looking at doing kind of a hard reset on yes. to kind of usher out. I know for any Snyderverse people who are listening, my apologies, but I know they're trying to kind of, okay, we've had our Zack Snyder thing. We're kind of kind of push that aside and <laughs> move forward. I think yes. DC, Warner Brothers and DC kind of need to because they're kind of hanging on to those little threads that just aren't going to work anymore going forward. And as I think the, you know, the Snyder cut, I give it all its credit for pulling all those threads together. If, Three and a half hour movie worth watching, uh, certainly. Oh yeah. Um, but it, it never quite. I li- again, I loved at Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he got I both liked Bruce too. Wayne and Batman. He's one of the few actors to get both roles right. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I agree. I I was extremely surprised and pleased when watching Affleck because at first I was like, oh gosh, it's Ben Affleck, and then I was like, oh my gosh, he's nailing this. And to me. His Batman is the Michael Keaton Batman 25 years later. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's how I took the character. And maybe that helped me appreciate it that much more, but it also then gives kudos to him the fact that he was able to give me that impression. Yeah, and I like Jeremy Irons' Alfred, too. I thought he did a great job as Alfred. Although, Sean Pertwee in Gotham is, I didn't, at first it kind of like, oh, no, that's, he's my favorite Alfred, hands down, live action. Yes, I, yeah, I it's an interesting, yeah, but I can agree with that, I think. Although, again, I kind of go back to the 60s series, and then Alfred is always, <laughs> to me, yeah. Alfred. <laughs> right. I just I kind of like the, the bit of an edge that Sean Pertwee had. Like, he's the kind of guy who would pull out a, gun, a shotgun well, sure. on Superman like they had in the comics. Sure. he had, he had His Alfred 
made us believe that when before he was a gentleman's gentleman, he was in Interpol or whatever secret service yeah. there was type of a thing. Right. That's what made him cool, I think, in the series, too. Yeah. No, I think uh, for, for all the things that Gotham, I had issues with Gotham. I do think that's one of the things they nailed was Alfred Pennyworth. And I loved uh, uh, Harvey Bullock in that series. Oh, too. yeah. Great job. Gotham is one of those series that you have to take it as its own entity and can't really think too much outside of the box with it. Right. And then you can enjoy it. If you start thinking too much outside the box, you start going, wait a minute, what, what, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, how that, that age difference doesn't match up. But yeah, other than that, it was, it had its stuff. And we talked about uh, Michael Keaton being my favorite. I did not know this until I was doing research. Obviously, Michelle Pfeiffer famously played Catwoman in 1992. She was actually replacing another actor who was originally cast. Did you, did you, Know who that actress was? Um, I is that the one movie where Sean? She was rude. I think she was. Uh, she auditioned for the part. She auditioned for the part. There was another movie that she was in, and she broke her arm, and then she had to be replaced. And then she, I think, it was a superhero movie, and then the Batman movie came out, and she was really pushing to be Catwoman because of that. Um. I remember that there was, but I don't remember who it was. Annette Benning. That's right. And that's she ended right, up getting pregnant right. shortly before she was, and she couldn't. Had she had to step out. So, and that's again, right. I love Michelle Pfeiffer in that role. I thought that was a really oh, yeah. solid but Catwoman. Annette Benning would have been interesting to, yeah. to see do it as well. Yeah, I agree. If you think of ni- early '90s Annette Benning, that was uh, that was an interesting uh, yes. choice. <laughs> <laughs> as we go through my list of other trivia here, um, obviously Batman and Bruce Wayne have had their fair share of romantic entanglements. You and I briefly talked about this. At your shop, uh, from Julie Madison, obviously Selena Kyle slash Catwoman, Vicky Vale, played by Kim Basinger in the '89 movie, uh, Andrea Beaumont was the bodyguard that Bruce. Went- I'm sorry, no, that was Sasha Bordeaux. Andrea Beaumont was another one of his paramours, but Sasha Bordeaux, I liked that during the Bruce Wayne fugitive and Bruce Wayne murderer. She was assigned by Lucius Fox to be Bruce Wayne's bodyguard. He kept trying to get rid of her. She actually figured out Bruce Wayne was Batman. And then she recused herself, so she went to prison so that he wouldn't. She wouldn't give up Batman's identity right. as Bruce Wayne for the murder of Vesper Fairchild. So that was a really cool one of my favorite storylines: Batman fugitive and Batman murderer. Um, Talia Al Ghul, obviously, and of course uh, your favorite. You mentioned at the store today. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say she's my favorite, but she's one that at the time during the seventies, during a great detective run by Steve Englehart and Marshall Rogers. Uh, his girlfriend, love interest, was Silver St. Cloud. And being that 12 to 14 age at the time reading him, you know, I always, I thought Wade Marshall Rogers, his art is beautiful, so she was drawn beautifully. Right. And she just, it was one of those, when she left the book, I was like, oh, <laughs> why? <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's like, I liked her. But when you're talking about romances, it depends on which era Batman you're talking about. Uh, Earth 2 Batman, which for those who, might not understand that terminology. The 1940s Batman, the original Batman, I like the fact that him and Catwoman Selena got married, you know, blah, 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 in retirement and everything like yeah. that. So, But that's the Earth. And then, of course, you got Talia. Brave and the Bold issue 200 was the big Batman-Catwoman married. Uh, yeah. And then they had yeah. uh, Helena, who was right. the Huntress on Earth. Too. Right, which I which I bought that DC Superstars off the shelf when I was what thirteen, fourteen, which introduced the Huntress mm-hmm. and the whole thing of the Earth Two Batman was killed and she took on the Huntress, you know, to the track to kill and everything. And I so I've always liked the Huntress and it always kind of threw me with Crisis and after Crisis and then they changed her and she wasn't yeah. Helena, 
a crime Wayne anymore. And, and, and it was it was it always threw me. And I, every time I see that character, my brain still tells me it's Batman and Catwoman's <laughs> daughter. I can't, can't stop. Some, especially, it's kind of weird then when she's romantically gets together with Dick Grayson. It's kind of like, yes. oh, but <laughs> different, different Earth, different Huntress, different Helena. So I mean, and of course, uh, one of the big things is Wonder Woman because that was kind of always alluded to a little in the comic books. Yes, that and was... the Justice League animated series really hit that. Uh, hard and there's a lot of people you'll see on, if you go on social media. Yes. Hashtag Wonderbat. People love that pairing, which I find very very cool. Yeah, and it kind of it almost kind of seemed like in the Snyder cut, you know, they kind of flirted with that a little bit. Forgive the pun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, there was a couple of moments. It was like, are we kind of seeing there's some kind of chemistry happening between these two? Yeah, you kind of felt it for sure in the Snyder cut. But yeah, that's one of those things that's just always been kind of. Uh, and Susan Eisenberg, who's uh, been on the show several times, voiced Wonder Woman in the animated series. Uh, you'll see her at conventions with Kevin Conroy, and Kevin Conroy will sing that "Am I Blue" from the <laughs> that little this little piggy episode of Justice League, which is still a fan favorite. Everyone loves that one. That kind of cements that that Batman Wonder Woman kind of chemistry right. and relationship. So it's always nice to see that as well. Um, we have been talking nonstop. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to chat more Batman. Larry's going to show off some cool things he brought. I'm going to show off some things from my collection as well. You stand by, and we'll be right back on Geek to Me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to Geek to Me Radio. Welcome back to geek to me Radio on our Batman-centric episode as we talk about all things Batman tonight. If you're going to go see Batman on the big screen, may I suggest you do it in the best possible surroundings? That would be, of course, Marcus Theaters. Go to the website, marcustheaters.com. You can uh, get your tickets right there on the spot. They've got it. Uh, you have fan first event at Marcus on March 2nd. So you can actually see it a few days early uh, if the tickets are available. But see it on their Ultra DLX screen, their Super DLX screen, or in IMAX. This is going to be a movie that you're going to want to see in the best possible sound, the best possible uh, visual effects that you can possibly see it in. It's one of those blockbusters that uh, we really missed during the pandemic when we had no, no movies. Uh, but there's also a lot of other movies. And maybe, you know, you want to take someone out on a date or for an anniversary or a special thing. They've got the new, uh, I always have to look at his name because I feel like he has two last names. Channing Tatum, because sometimes I'll say Tatum Channing. But he's got that new movie Dog out that looks great. And I'm going to cry because it's a dog movie. Um, Studio 666, Joey V just saw that from the Foo Fighters. They got their $5 Best Picture Showcase March 11th through the 27th. So you can see those films that are Oscar nominated. You make your picks and all that kind of stuff. It's a great way to see a bunch of movies, not too terribly expensively. And if you are celebrating a birthday, an anniversary, something fun, an office party, whatever you might want to do, make sure you rent a private theater at Marcus Theaters. Private theaters available starting at $99. I was just talking to Bill Cleveland about this because he's looking at doing this for an event he's got. Great way to get a lot of people together. You pick a movie, you see the movie with your friends and family. You can add on, obviously, concessions for an additional price if you want to. Kind of make it a customized event. Uh, we did it for Wrath of Man when the Mid-Rivers Mall Theater opened. Gorgeous theater, that. But uh, go out and see one. Download the Marcus Theaters app. Check out the website, marcustheaters.com, for the best movie-going experience in the galaxy. Right before we went to break, Larry Quiggins of Bugs Comics and I were talking all about the different romances that Bruce Wayne and Batman have had. And we've got someone on the phone right now who wants to chime in. Susan, how are you? Well, 
I'm fine. And, you know, I'm sitting here at the watchtower <laughs> and I heard some mention of Wonderbat. And, you know, that gets my interest going. That <laughs> piques my interest. So I thought I'd call in and um, just, you know, maybe, you know, just see what you guys were talking about. <laughs> it's funny enough, that's exactly what we were talking about as well. Because um, that was, Larry made a great point. I don't know, you guys haven't met. Susan, this is Larry. Larry, this is Susan. Hello. Hello, Larry. Larry owns Bugs Comics and Games, and we were talking. He mentioned that, uh, and I, I didn't really connect it, but even in Zack Snyder's movie, there's that flirtation between Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman. So that was kind of nice to see that carry over into the Zack Snyder movie. That's so funny because, actually, there are so many accounts on Instagram who have made a, which have made a point of showing the parallels between the Wonder Bat from animation and Wonder Bat in live action. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fantastic because you'll see all these um, positions, you know, like the way they're looking at each other that are replicated in the live action from the animated series. So, um, yeah, I think it has carried over. And I think Gal and Ben and, you know, Ark, Kevin and I in, in Justice League – you know, I think it really lends itself to that romance. I don't but know. I'm biased. I don't know if Ben Affleck could be able to sing "Am I Blue" like Kevin does. <laughs> He'd try though. No one can, <laughs> and just ask. No one can do it, and just ask Kevin because he'll tell you no one can do it. Right. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, so how, on a scale of one to ten, ten being like I can't wait. Um, how excited are you for this new Batman movie? Well, I was just telling Larry, uh, I, I've already seen it. I saw it last week, but I'm not allowed to talk about it because there's an embargo. So I'll message you off air. <laughs> okay. I, okay. All right. Well, that's fair. I mean, it's really thrilling to have somebody new in the suit. Um, but it's also a little bit, uh, you know, like nerve wracking because you want you want the public and you want the fans to love it. And um you know that you want them to embrace him in the role. Absolutely. So I hope, I hope it's fabulous, and I hope the fans are pleased. And um, you know, I mean, listen, I think he's probably signed up for a few, a few more if this goes well, right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they were signed on. The main group was signed on for the trilogy, all three movies. Uh, so hopefully, wow. this one is as well received as uh, I think it's going to be, and then they will go okay. ahead and make the trilogy from there, and it'll uh, be the new. Like I said, there's a lot. I'm trying not to say certain things because I don't want to get in trouble. No, of course. But, uh, of course. but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how this goes forward. And I think a lot of people are uh, going to be surprised and uh, we'll kind of see. But I, I got to ask you while we have you, uh, you're going to be making an appearance with Kevin Conroy and some of your Justice League buddies coming up here in April. Correct. April 22nd, we'll be in Kansas City. Um, and I'm excited because... The, the Comic-Cons now are our way to get together and to hang out and to see the fans. And I'm just thrilled that we'll be back. Um, I believe I was supposed to go last year, but it was just too iffy with, you know, with the pandemic. So this year, I'm excited. I'll, you know, we'll be there, George and Maria, um, I believe Phil mm-hmm. and Kevin. And, you know, it's it's. We love we love it. You know, we love doing these together and seeing the fans. And, you know, we'll probably do a panel or two. 
um, and we'll be there signing and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to it. And hopefully I'll see um, some other people I know and adore there as well. Yeah, I, I wink, mean, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if you were going out of your way to, to point that at me, but I'm going to be there. Um, I know. Who do you think <laughs> I'm talking to? I'm, ex- I'm really excited to see. I mean, how many times have we talked over the phone and texted, and it'll be nice to see you again in person. I know. I think the last time I physically saw you was Denver Comic Con 2017. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. I've gotten taller crazy. now. I'm not sure if you know this. but <laughs> <laughs> All right, duly noted. Thank you, thank you. And uh, and obviously you've got some great pictures too because uh, you'll have the group of you there. But there's that great picture of the Wonderbat kiss from Justice League uh, that you and Kevin. That's a great picture for you to get from Susan, have Susan sign, take it over to Kevin, have Kevin sign. That's a great thing for any fan of the Justice League, any fan of Wonderbat. But that, I love that picture that you've got out on your table. I know it's so fun because that's. There's, there's such a great fan reaction to that. And um, when Kevin and I are at the same con, it's kind of brilliant because they can go back and forth and, and get both of our autographs, which I love. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Dan Reba, when I talked to him last, and I don't know, you, you've you spoken to Dan, correct? Dan's not one of the ones that I've been ha- able to speak with yet. Oh, we have to make that happen because Dan... He he explained the whole story, you know, because he directed that episode where the kiss happens. And, um, you know, it's just it's really fascinating to hear the director um, explain how that came to be. And, uh, you know, it's it, I love to take credit for Wonder Bat, <laughs> but I really had so little other than playing it. Um, and loving it so much, you know, I mean, obviously it was written into the scripts and obviously there's so much credit that deserves to be given to the director and, you know, those expressions, those looks that we give each other and, you know, the sweet smiles and the knowing glances and all of that, you know, just those hints of romance. It's just fantastic. And I can't take credit for any of that because that's not my department. Um, so, yeah, we should definitely get Dan on the show so he can explain how that all came to be. Yeah, I think we'll have to set up a time coming up here. Uh, once you've uh, got a, a space in your schedule, we can have you and Dan. That'd be a great show, I think. Oh, I would love it. I would love it because, I mean, I just adore him. And he, you know, he's a great, he would be a great guest for you. And I think the fans would love oh, yeah. to hear from from him. You know, he's just, he's terrific. Yeah, when I, whenever I've got you or Andrea, that's some of my best uh, reactions are for, from people who love hearing you talk about playing Wonder Woman and Andrea directing all of you. And obviously, I've had Phil on a couple times. It's uh, it's all the, you guys are just such a beloved cast. And I think when I whenever I read, I tell you know this. Whenever I read a Justice League comic book, no matter who's writing it, you guys are the voices I'm hearing in my head. I know, but you know what I say to that, and I say it to you all the time: it never gets old hearing that. You know, I don't care if somebody's told me once or 50 times it's just um you know to know you've made an impression on somebody especially with a character like wonder woman you know it just feels amazing amazing so thank you can always tell me okay perfect i I will i will set a daily reminder on my calendar then to make sure thank you (laughs) and before before we let you go i'm going to ask you too who is your favorite live action batman actor say michael keaton okay Michael? Yeah, I just have such a I just have such a soft spot for him, and um, I loved his movie. And I just I there's so much heart 
he brings to that character. It's like, you know, it's menacing and it's all this other stuff, but there's, I just love Michael, but I loved, you know, I, I've loved quite a few, including Ben. Hmm. Um, but I would ha- if I had to choose one, it would be Michael, Michael for sure. There you go. Yep. Um, yeah. It is always great to have you on. And like I said, we need to, uh, you, I think the last time we had you on was when you helped me host Friends Trivia. And longtime listeners of the show know that Susan is the official co-host of geek to me Radio. So we will uh, <laughs> have to have you back on again very soon. You know, I mean, literally, you, you send out the signal and I am here as as happened today. So um, anytime. And I, I hope you guys can have a wonderful conversation. I, I really didn't mean to interrupt your conversation. No, not and, at all. Uh, that was perfect. You know, just I, I just you know me. I have to chime in if there's a Wonder Bat conversation going on anywhere. Perfect timing. As always, I would expect nothing less from the amazing Amazon. Susan Eisenberg, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the air tonight. I appreciate your calling in. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank Have you. a great Thank night. You. Be well. You too. There she goes, the voice of Wonder Woman. Um, we're talking about the live action stuff, too. Uh, but the comic books, obviously, is where he originates from. And we were talking, this was a couple weeks ago before we even were getting into all this, was the death of Jason Todd as the second Robin. Um, we're going to get into that next. I need to take another quick commercial break, though. We're going to come back and talk some comic books. Larry's going to show off some of the stuff he's got. I'm going to get a few more of my items up here. We'll talk about our favorite artists, all that and more. We'll try to get Batman trivia in, so stay tuned. You're listening to geek to me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. Hi, this is David Mazouz, and you're listening to geek to me Radio. We are back. This segment brought to you by Bugs Comics and Games. Uh, BugsComicsAndGames.com is the website. We've got the owner sitting right across the board from me tonight, Larry Quiggins. Uh, you heard me earlier talk in the show about how when people come in, it's one of those stores where like, Larry kind of gives you that concierge service where he's like, what are you looking for? What character do you like? And kind of points people in the right direction, given kind of what they look. I, I was a little disconcerted, though. I was in there a couple weeks ago, and a guy comes in and is like, I'm looking for some old Spider-Man comics. Do you have any, like, from the late 90s? I was like, get out of here. <laughs> those aren't old. But, uh, but, but it's, you, you very, very politely said, yeah, here's, here's where they are. I've got some in these boxes. But you've got... One of the things, too, is you've got comic books to fit like as kids want to come in. There's a bunch of them in the dollar box. Here's a bunch of stuff in the two, you know, tellers. And, and they kind of go up in there from price. But you've got a little bit of something for everyone, no matter what the budget. I think that's the key to it, too, because you don't want, like I said earlier, these kids are wanting to read some of these old stories. Well, if everything, they walk in and so here it is, but it's a $100 comic. Right. And then mom and dad is looking like, are you crazy? But I guess like, well, here's a good reader's copy of that $100 comic, and it's in the $5 box. Well, a brand-new comic costs $5 anyway. Yeah. So it's one of those things I hate to say. If you're going to spend $5 and you got $5, brand-new comic or one that came out 70s, 60s, the 70s and 60s is going to be a better story 99% of the time. Yeah. So you got to have that affordable for them. Otherwise— you end up chasing them away. You end up being a comic museum. and Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. And that's one of the things, like I said, you've got all these great, and there's the Avengers Club, which I love because I always tell people when I'm doing these live reads, people are wanting to save money. The inflation's going up. The price of everything's going up. Yes. That's one very great way to save money, and you get to keep up with your collection is to join the Avengers Club. You just had Doctor Doom sign up today. That's right. right there. So you pick a character, you get a card, 
You start getting discounts on your new comics, your back issues, your supplies and everything. So it's a great way to get in there. You can go to the website, BugsComicsAndGames.com. You can sign up there if you're in the greater St. Louis, St. Charles area. Pay them a visit at a shop right there on Bryan Road, No Fallon. And uh, like I said, guaranteed, no matter who you are, Larry's got something for just about everybody in his store. Make sure you give the Facebook page a like at Bugs Comics and Games on Facebook. And uh, I will be very, very sure to say that you will like everything you find in the store. I've not been disappointed yet, and I've been shopping with you for 30-something years now, too, (laughs) in your various locations. Uh, We were talking about the death in the family, which was a huge thing. Uh, We've got all the Robins. By the way, I promised Batman trivia, so really quick, if you are listening right now, call in right now, and uh, the number is 314-931-5877, and you have to tell me three secret identities of Robin as Batman's sidekick, there have been, I think, six people total who you could claim played Robin. Yes. So yeah. all I need is the name of three. So if you want to call in 314-931-5877, I'll try to keep an eye on the phone. If it keeps ringing, I will get to you. Uh, but that'll be our trivia question for the night. Name three characters who have played the role of Robin in the comic book continuity. The death of the second Robin, who I won't say his name right now. For That's what I say. Now we can't say who it is. <laughs> but that was a, that was a big deal. The second Robin and the second version of that Robin. <laughs> That's right. After the crisis on Infinite Earth happened, which we, uh, we're coming up on the end of the hour. We could literally do a five-hour show all about oh, yes. Batman. So if the people at KTRS High Ups are listening, I'd like a couple extra hours added on. <laughs> um, but that was a big deal. I, I've got, I know Joey's got up on the screen right now the ad from the back of Batman 427 where you could literally call a 900. I remember it well. And pick whether or not he was going to. It was before my time. I called. Did you? I which called. Which way did you vote? I called for him to die. Oh, okay. I, and I love the story, too, because this was – so basically at the end of 427, you, you know, the, the warehouse – Joker's beating him with a crowbar. Warehouse has exploded. Batman shows up to see the rubble of the of the warehouse. Bam, 9 a.m. Eastern time on September 15th, 1988, you were 35 hours. You could call into one of the two 900 numbers, depending on which way you wanted the story to go. It finally ended 5,343 votes for J. For Robin to die, <laughs> 5,271 uh, who wanted him to live. So it was a close margin, a couple it, hundred It was votes. close. It was close. And I love the fact that Jim Starlin, who was writing the book at the time, it was only available in U.S. and Canada for the whole free number. He was in New Mexico. He said, I couldn't even call in and vote. That was kind of the early days of the 900 numbers and stuff like that. So I'm not surprised about that. And those of you who think I'm cruel because I voted for him to die, if you read the, we were reading the comics at the time, a few issues before the storyline happened, this Robin had taken a thug and threw him off a fire escape from the top of a building to his death. And I remember when I was at the time reading that issue thinking, well, he can't remain Robin, but this yeah. is going to happen. So. Batman that's why no kill policy. Yeah, that's why I, I voted for the death. Yeah, and it was very interesting because even uh, Dick Giordano at the time said, "I think they're probably going to let him live." He was mm-hmm. he wasn't sure, but they did great art that you know uh, Jim Aparo yeah. had to do a couple pages in case he lived and a couple right. pages in case he died, so they'd have them ready to go for issue four twenty eight, which is an iconic cover. It's the bloody Jason. Tom. Yes. Yeah. All right. So for those of you calling in, you know one of the names now, Jason Todd. <laughs> they so finally far. slipped out. So, <laughs> so you need to come up with two other Robins. I've given you one already. So, again, the toll free number 314 931 5877 if you want to guess two other characters besides Jason Todd who are Robin. Um, I find it interesting, too, that there's a Batman city in the country of Turkey. Really? And it was as of uh, the city was formerly called, I, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Iluha. 
and it changed its name to Batman in 1957. The company, the country actually sued Christopher Nolan saying you're using our city and the court ruled that no, it's been around the, the city of, uh, or the name Batman has been around for about 23 years before you changed yeah, the name. Yeah, so yeah. sorry, yeah. sorry, Turkey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's, and I know we talked about, we've got some stuff from our different collections. You brought some stuff, some of your favorite Batman stories, I take it? I did, I did. Um, And I know we're getting close to time. So uh, there's really only one I think I'd really like to, to share. Yeah, and we all talk about Adam West, and all of us love Adam West and the campy Batman and really actually revitalized comics in the 60s as well as mm-hmm. with Marvel Comics. You know, the Batman series really kind of pushed the comics. But in the early 70s, it's Neil Adams is known for changing the Batman look to being more serious and the, with the cape and, you know, that was art. And I don't want to take anything away from Neil Adams' look because it was awesome and I loved it. But when I was 11, I bought a comic book, which was Swamp Thing. And Swamp Thing number seven, a story called Shadow of the Bat by an artist named Bernie Wrightson. Oh, yeah. Within barely a month or two after the iconic Neil Adams issue came out. And that was the serious looking Batman that I saw first. And I brought it with me. Camera's right up there in front of you. Right. And it's see it that well oh yeah you could kind of see how the capes how he's drawing the cape and that's and him and neil are the first two started really doing it todd mcfarland now kind of ran sure. with it and such years later but this was the book for this 11 year old who first saw seeing a serious batman it's if you've never read the comic the original swamp thing series is awesome but and it was very odd for batman to show up in the series because it was kind of that horrorish yeah story anyway um is it just is a great art that is what i wanted to share because i think that was my iconic batman when i was a kid that expanded from my campy batman yeah yeah i think uh for me it was always the jim apero art we talked about that because i'm an 80s kid right so the jim apero uh obviously the death in the family was that perfect time uh but the uh, for me my and we'll we'll breeze through this real quick too i had a list of my top 10 favorite batman artists but i'm gonna hit my top three jim apero norm Brayfogle, and marshall rogers are my three top what were what would you say are your top three if we had to pin you down well i i definitely agree with the marshall rogers i de- um i have to say bernie wrightson and i think i'd have to say dick spring Okay. Yeah. That's because I mean, that's iconic the the forties. I loved his stuff. I loved the look of the stuff. Uh, so, you know, you got to throw a shout out to Dick Spring. Oh yeah, it was one of the you know there at the beginning him and yeah. Sheldon Muldorf and yeah. all those people. Oh yes, really all those guys kicked it all off and kept it going. Um, I I do say one of my, on my list on my top ten favorite list. We've had him on the show several times. Rick Burchett. Uh, one of my favorite com- my favorite Batman villain is the Scarecrow. And one of my favorite covers is Detective 73, which I'll never have the money to own. So I asked Rick, I said, hey, you do the, the art for Batman the Animated Series. He's done countless times in Justice League, in the comic books and everything like that. So I said, would you recreate the cover for Batman 70 or Detective 73 for me in that animated style? Not only did he draw it, he inked it too. And there's a picture of it right there. Gorgeous art. It's awesome. And uh, this is one of my very prized comics. I have it setting. I have a display case at home. It's sitting right next to my 
bat signal that I have uh, from DC Collectibles. And to think all the products this guy's – I remember these were from Burger King. They had these in the in – the, Burger Chef, actually. Burger the Chef and Jeff. Meals. They had the Batman cups from the Superpowers time. But you've got – and again, uh, Ho, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, like yes. the cover art for this Batman VHS tape. I used to watch those. Those are the late the 60s cartoons, right? Early 60s, late 70s, I believe. I had to look up the – well, this one's dated, cover date of 83. So huh. maybe it was redone after the series had come out, possibly. Um, but from obviously the toy, the the games we mentioned at uh, Adam West, we mentioned that uh, Kevin Conroy voiced him in a lot of video yes. games. These are two of the ones right here. Uh, this is a lot of fun. It's based on the animated series. You can get four people and play as Batman, Nightwing, Tim Drake, Robin, and Batgirl. Oh, really, that sounds cool. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they actually brought this guy Sinzu into the comic books. Yes, I was going to say, I recognize the bad guy. Obviously, the Arkham games, which are huge hits. Uh, But from that to, obviously, the iconic toys from the Batman animated series. Again, Kevin Conroy did those. Uh, We just lost this writer a couple months ago, Brian Augustin, who did my favorite Elseworlds story, Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Um, But literally, again, we need an entire two or three hours to go over all this. Before I let you go... Make sure we tell you about our premier sponsor, the City of St. Charles, the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. They are uh, have been with me since the very beginning. I started this show in 2016. They were the first people to say, yeah, of course we're going to sponsor your show. Uh, I've had a great relationship with them. And if you've ever been there to visit, it's picturesque. It's gorgeous. There's always something happening, a festival, an art fair, a food truck tasting. They've got all sorts of stuff going on. Go to the website, discoverstcharles.com. That's discoverstcharles.com. Dot com. You can see all the fun things there are coming up to do. Uh, Christmas traditions, which is always great. There are Legends and Lanterns Festival and Halloween time. Heritage Day festivals probably coming up in May, I would guess. Um, but check out the website. If you're looking for something, someplace new to eat, someplace cool to hang out, someplace you want to go in the spring, bike ride the Katy Trail, City of St. Charles is a great place to visit. Once again, the website, discoverstcharles.com. As we always say, it's an historically good time. Thank you very much to Chris McQuillan. Make sure you check out Toy Man Toy Show on March 13th. Thank you to Larry Quiggins of Bugs Comics. And uh, make sure you go check him out in O'Fallon. And make sure you check out the website, bugscomicsandgames.com. Until next week, my friends. And make sure you stay tuned. Max on Movies is up next. He's reviewing No Exit. And as always, thank you to Joey V, my executive producer, who puts on all the videos. Thank you to all of you for watching. And until next week. That's our show. This is Kick to Me Radio. Thank you, Gotham City. Good night. The Big 550 KTRS St. Louis. Hey, kids. Are your parents about to buy you a shiny new toy from Amazon? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Well, don't be selfish. Share some of that money with us. Before going on Amazon, make sure to type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. It will look just like Amazon.com, except it'll say referral geek to me radio up top. And then when you check out, a tiny percentage will go to support the show without costing you one cent more. So before your parents get you that gizmo, gadget, or widget, make sure they type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. Bit.ly slash geek to me. Bit.ly slash geek to me.